I remember when we were young Steven Gonzo had so much fun Interviewing our high school friends Learning all their stories and where they've been Cry rocket, the sun is shining and the feet just can't keep still I never knew me a better time and I guess I never will <laughs> ah. <laughs> I love that song. It's I love so Elton John so much. John. You know, there is right now there is an Elton John playing live concert on Disney Plus. Really? Yeah. Hopefully they like leave a recording for it because I really want to see it. I love Elton John. Like live? Disney Plus live? Yeah. Like it's just every once in a while they'll have something that's live, so you have to watch it hmm. on. I wonder if Bonnie's watching it upstairs. Interesting. Hello and welcome to the Jordan High 2004 podcast. This is Gonzo. And this is Steve. How's I'm it going, Steve? I'm good, man. How are you? Happy to see you. I'm doing good. Good. It's, it's good to be seen. My grandpa, before he died, he always said, it's better to be seen than viewed. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> you view people at a funeral. Oh, it's, it's like really viewing, old. I get it. That's yeah. a morbid old man joke. <laughs> Well, like views, like people getting views on his YouTube channel or something. He's doing some rock polishing online. Uh, <laughs> uh, from heaven, he's probably polishing some spirit rocks. Love yeah. it. Well, how how are you? What's new? Good. I, we were last Sunday. We had dinner at Yez's place. You smoked some awesome prime prime rib. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. Did it for Bonnie's birthday and Natalie's birthday, just like a month late. No, I loved it. And it's one of those things, like, I don't know. If we, I don't know if we got time. But, you know, we're talking about, like, it, it's hard for us to go places. Because it's, and we were planning, like, oh, maybe we'll get together for some friends and with some friends and do, like, um, like a white elephant and Christmas type thing. I already bought my white elephant gift, by the way. Yeah, but it's, like, stressful to say, like, oh, but, you know, it's, like, all he's going to be all over the place. He's going to break something at somebody's house, you know? And it's like, it's hard. I like, because it's, I, I know that you get, like, he broke one of you pillow or whatever. He was tearing it up. And it's like, I was telling Bonnie, he's like, oh, I don't think they were heartbroken about it, you know, but he did break it. And, you know, people are like, no, they say, people will say like, there's nothing he can break until he breaks something. And then you're like, oh, except that, like, I didn't want him to break that. <laughs> Well, we, we thought about that before he came over, and we wanted to say right when you got there to not worry about it, and we did mean it. Like, we really don't care at all about any, like, we just wanted you guys to come and have fun, and, like, hopefully you were able to relax a little bit. And, like, it, yeah, but that's the thing. It's, like, even, and it, it's hard to know, like, to what extent. I, I Like, I knew you guys were, like, they're not, they're not worried about it. It's still a stressful thing. No matter what, you can't, st- you can't not think about it. Right. I try to be the kind of person that it's, like, because it's not just an autism thing. Kids are going to... Some kids might just break stuff at your house. And if you have a house with kids and you're inviting people with kids, you just got to be ready for mm-hmm. it. And I am, like, mentally prepared that, like, I don't know, you got the basement and we have a ton of toys. Someone might throw a toy, like a car, and bust our TV down here. I'm like, hmm, I'm not going to be heartbroken about right. it. Because it's just like kids are going to be kids and breaking stuff and... Well, kids break. don't think they're not like doing it maliciously. They're right. not trying to. I mean, maybe as some, long as some you think, as, long, as much as you, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think they didn't do it on purpose, but I hate Gonzo. 
<laughs> break his teeth. That's funny. No, but yeah. it, was, it was good to have you guys over. And I, I knew that, and you've told me before, you guys think about that kind of stuff. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully you are always invited to my house. No, and always. And that is one thing, like, I feel the ABA therapy has been really good for him. Like, he's just been developing so much like talking a lot more um and i think his community him being able to communicate better has helped him be less get less mad at you right because i think a lot of the times that he was getting mad and like pinch you or bite you is because he was trying to like communicate something to you and you weren't getting it Mm -hmm. you know so it's like it's been great for him speech therapy and ABA has been awesome and the people that work that have worked with him are all loving and wonderful people so it's been great that's cool yeah I I have seen a huge difference I love the kid shoot I love the kid so much I just love playing with him and just like he loves you too he's always allowed in my house always and that's one of the things too <laughs> that they were saying like that like he's he's a man's man he just like and we've noticed that too he's just Loves getting in there like he, he he is a mama's boy, but he's not. He gravitates towards men and not like other women. Like I know that Nat would just want to cuddle with him so much, but he's just gonna want to wrestle with you instead. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, it's like, would you rather have someone snuggle you or throw you up in the air? Like, throw me in the air. Yeah, time. every time, every time. <laughs> would you want to like sit with this lady or rub this bald man's head? Bald man's head win. A little bit of stubble? Yeah. The best. (laughs) (laughs) So, I have a little message for everybody. Like, this is our last scheduled, like, episode. No one's, like, no one else has reached out to come be on the podcast, Steve. I know. It's weird because I love this so much. And I know we have a lot of people that listen. and, And so, if you're one of those people that likes to listen and you haven't been on yet... If you feel that little guilt. <laughs> well, the, 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 here's, the, here's the silver silver lining. If you, like, wanted to be on, but like, I don't want to be on, like, a few months from now. You could, like, send us a message and be on the ne- be the next person on the podcast. I just know that there's a lot of people that like to listen and don't want to be on. But pretty soon, after today... There's no one else on the schedule, so yeah. hopefully that It's going to be just like running with Steven Gonzo from now on, or we're just going to go over pace, like splits, <laughs> how, incline, how our legs are feeling. Incline, yeah, incline. Like, I've been, so I've been throwing more incline into my workouts, so. <laughs> I've been doing like 2.7 miles per hour at 15% incline. 15%? Oof. I know. I do th- three miles per hour at 10% angle. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So if so you if, love that, if then... If you love the last 30 seconds, <laughs> yeah. that's what our then next Then don't call is. us because it's going to be all running. <laughs> yeah. So reach out. Tell your friends. If, if, if you don't want to be on, at least call your friends and tell them to come on. Yeah. Love it. You guys know how you guys been? Uh, we've been good. I, I don't know. We were talking about this. I... I went to the BYU game yesterday. There's this kid in my old neighborhood that's mm-hmm. just always on my mind. He's like 12. And you might remember this. Do you remember going to the Paralympics when we were like 12? I do. Watching the hockey game. Walking, hockey. It was the U.S. versus Canada yeah. Paralympics. Do you remember who took us to that? I thought... I want to say it was Henry Hampt. No. It was some random guy that I don't even know. From my grandparents' ward in Holiday. Whoa. And this guy 
<clears throat> he would take me to stuff randomly. He'd be like, hey, uh, you want to go to a jazz game? And I always like, as a kid, I was like, yeah, I'll just go with him to these places. And like, and so now I, I had this kid in my last ward that I just, I really liked. And I, I think about him a lot and his dad's not around. And so I like to go to like one cheap BYU football game a year. And this year it's like, it was Utah Tech. And the tickets were like 15 bucks. So I texted his mom, even though I moved a few months ago. I'm yeah. like, hey, like, has he gone to a game? Would he want to come? And she was like, he would love to come. Like, Thank you so much. Like, he is so, that's all I can talk about. And so I took him and Wesley, like we just went to the game and it was started at 1.30. It was sunny, but it was 36 degrees. Damn. And, uh, that's cold. Dude, when the sun was out, it was like, it was fine. But as soon as like the sun went behind you the get a box, shade. Yeah. it was, it was I, honestly... I told them, like, hey, bring jackets, bring these things. And I brought a bunch of, like, hand warmers. But it's the coldest I've ever been in my life. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, and the kid, he wanted to stay and, like, meet players and do things. We, we ended up not just because it was senior night, so they were doing things. So he, I had him meet some Utah Tech players, and he got a football sign, and he'd never That's been awesome. to a football game. So he loved it. And uh, I promised him I'll take him to, like, a basketball game that's inside and not cold, but it's, like, my toes have never been that cold in my life. Like I had Wesley sitting on my lap and Wesley, we ended up leaving cause Wesley just eventually take he it. was yeah, done. He's like, like, I'm freaking frozen. My, my feet are freezing and he was crying and he was sad oh and wanted to leave. And I, I felt bad cause I was like, I'm so sorry. You're a miserable buddy, but I want to provide a good experience for this kid. And, <laughs> what about this kid? He yeah, wants to stay. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, we tried to find a happy medium, but uh, I'm just, it was fun. And I, I felt good, like, just taking this kid. It reminded me of this guy that would take me to do things because my, my dad wasn't yeah. around. And and I'm not trying to replace a dad or do that, but but just provide him experiences to be with a man that is, like, a safe place, I guess. And so I did Yeah, that like, kind of like big brothers. Yeah, stuff. exactly. Yeah. Something like that. And so um, I want to keep doing things with him. I was like, hey, do you like hiking? Do you like these things? Like... You know, trying to have a conversation yeah. with like a twelve-year-old kid, he would answer some stuff, and then other times, like one-word answers. So I'm like, all right, whatever. But I think I'm just gonna when I do things with my kids, I'm gonna bring him along and just yeah. Just sometimes that's a, that's enough just to like be there. I've, I started doing this thing. If I see a funny video, I send it to you. Yes, that's my favorite. <laughs> the problem is, you send it to me, then I end up like looking. Like, oh, I just waste fifteen minutes of time. Looking Looking funny, yeah, I gotta send one. I gotta send one back. <laughs> <laughs> I like so. Bonnie and I will just be sitting in the couch, and all of a sudden, her phone will vibrate, and we're like, "You can just show it to me." <laughs> like just send in, I send them to you and to her. <laughs> I love that you send them to her when you just sit right by you. Yeah, we're just both sitting on the couch, and I'm like. But the thing is now you I have just, a, I just want to see her watch the video and see like it's that true. funny that funny bit. And you have a nice little archive that you can Yeah, exactly. Back I can to. go back to them. Yeah. Smart. I should start <laughs> I'm start copying you. <laughs> so, so who do we have tonight? Tonight we are talking to Brienne Hendricks or Brienne Fabrizio from high school. I'm excited. This is a another Bryson Treve get. So Bryson messaged her and me like in a group like text and he's like hey uh brianne wants to be on the podcast <laughs> and they're just like yeah i do <laughs> thanks for doing the, the good work there bryson um so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it i haven't talked to her in a long long time so i'm really looking forward to what she has to say yeah so here's our conversation with brianne 
Brienne, welcome to the podcast. Oh, you've been recording this whole time? Yeah, only for like the last 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. I feel so welcome. It's good to see you in person. Thank you for coming. And it's good to have you like in the basement. (laughs) This basement's awesome. Come. It was it was a lot of work. We're, I'm proud, I'm it, proud right? of the basement. Yeah. You should be. It looks really good. Love. Someday we'll like do that bathroom and then the basement will be completely done. The 2023. <laughs> yeah, 2025. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It doesn't have to be done now. It's functional. It's great. Yeah. No, I like this. I like this room. <laughs> so catch us up. What are, you, what are you up to? Where are you living? Do you have a family? I do. So I'm living in Riverton, just a couple cities over. Um, after high school, I went to SUU. I didn't really understand. Were like, you like, were you friends with Ryan Copeland down there? <laughs> no, I didn't even realize Ryan was there. Ryan was there. Gus was there for a little while. So uh, Missy and Holly were my roommates. Okay. Holly Davis and Missy Moss. And I didn't understand like the four year degree at one college. Like I was like, oh, I should have made better plans, but I did that for a year and then had so much fun with Holly and Missy. We had great times. And then after that, I wanted to go to BYU-Hawaii. Like I always had wanted to go there. So I applied and got in. And for summer to get money, I joined Summer Sales. Erica Powell was also at SUU and she is the best salesman. (laughs) She sold me on going, doing Summer Sales. I sucked completely at it. I hated it. It was miserable. I would like... What were you guys selling? Uh, living scriptures. <laughs> and I grew up on living scriptures, yeah. so I was like, I love these things, but selling them is like a whole different story. Um, Erica was awesome. I'm like, she was my roommate, so we stayed together, and she was like top salesman always, and I was like, barely broke even. I think I made like four hundred dollars I like had convinced my brother to buy them and then cancel so I could just be like hit my quota. I was like, you can cancel. Thanks, just bro. please get Work me out of summer. here. Oh the money somehow or like yes, oh, yes, my so uniforms true. are so- <laughs> it's so true. It was miserable. I hated it, but so it was fine. And then I went to BYU Hawaii and I loved it. Plans had only been to do a semester. But um, Mele Salakalu was there too, and her dad owned a house, and she was like, just stay longer, like, you can come room up with me, and so I did, and we had so much fun, and I ended up joining the softball team there. They sucked, so I made it, like, way easy, nice. and uh, we had so much fun. It was <laughs> awesome. I loved it, and then after a year, I couldn't afford being there anymore, so I went home and was like, huh, now what do I do? So I went to Slick, got my associates, and my brother was like, you should do, like, a trade school just to, like, get it done, and I did medical assisting and ended up loving the medical field and just, like... Just the hands-on stuff. I think I'm just like a hands-on learner and love doing the hands-on like vital signs, labs, and just taking care of a person in per- face-to-face. And so I did medical assisting. And in the meantime, like met my love life on the side was like I had been in a relationship and it didn't work out after I started medical assisting. And then I kind of got serious with one guy, not kind of, we were engaged and, um, in between my husband and I had like hung out kind of like came home from his mission and we had kind of hung out. I wanted to be serious. He was not in a headspace to be serious. So I was like, whatever, I'll go with this other guy that 
wants to be serious. So wait, the oh, okay. So your husband didn't want to be serious, right? right okay, husband, so then you got engaged. To so another, then I got okay. engaged to another guy. Sorry, I'm trying who, to keep it straight. Yes, I kind of jumped back and forth. Yeah. Lots of guys in this scenario. Just kidding. Re- not really. <laughs> revolving door of yes. guys there. I'm not working out. See you later. No, um, but this guy was like we worked together. I got him a job where I was working. I was at one eight hundred contacts doing while I was in medical assisting school. And I got him a job there and then it wasn't really working out. Like I'd always thought that you could make any relationship work as a young, naive person. And then I realized like you can't like people's personalities and their just who they are and what their belief system is. So it ended up not working. And, um, I remember like at the time Missy was working at a home care hospice place and she's like, just come work over there so you can get away from him. And it was a good jump. So I worked there and like loved that having working with my best friend, like it was the bomb. Yeah. And then like, right as soon as they called, we were literally like going to be sending out our like announcements and I called it off like a couple days before I called it off on April Fool's Day. (laughs) I'm like, no, for real. Like this is, this is not a joke. This is not a joke. Um, so I called it off and then my husband, Brett came back into the picture and it's crazy how time and just like our experiences, we were like two different people, but the timing couldn't have been better. So we ended up getting back together and just like, it was the easiest, funniest thing. Did he thing. somehow like find out that you, your, your engagement's broken? He didn't. He said he saw me randomly. He like, just dry. randomly was like, yes. he was like, oh, I haven't talked to you in a while. Because it was literally <laughs> like that weekend. I'm like, why are you? Th-? Yeah. yeah. No, he said, said he, he saw me dry. That's too good of timing. Changed to single. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Now's my chance. Facebook. <laughs> yeah. So he like got right on that. He didn't waste any time. So it was good. It was perfect timing though it felt like super easy and supernatural how long how long of time was it from him not being serious and you getting engaged to getting back with brett so we broke up like um was that 2006 to 17 and then i dated this other guy for like from the summer until april and then that summer we like got back together and we're serious so a year it was like a year time so a lot happened. No judgment either way. Could have been a year, could have been a week. <laughs> could have been a couple months. Yeah. yeah. I'm like a quick revolving door. Like, uh-uh, yeah, no. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. And so then after we um, decided to get married, we finished our bachelor's, both of us. I went to nursing school at Westminster, and he did UVU. So we were like study buddies, spend time hanging out, studying. It was awesome. And then when we graduated and I was like time to find a job, I had been working for primary children's at the time on their IV team and loved the hospital setting, loved like the fast pace of it and wanted to do peds, pediatrics, but I didn't, um, they weren't hiring at the ICU and I wanted ICU. I didn't want like floor nursing just because of the fast pace and I just loved the intensity. And um, so I decided to look around and found the University of Utah's burn center. Hmm. They are an ICU and they also do pediatrics. And fun fact about that, we are so lucky to have it here in Utah because we're like the surrounding states. It's a trauma center and it also has a burn center within it that does peds. So 
lucky us. We have great healthcare here. Um, but I ended up working there and have loved it. I've been there for eight years and I just actually switched jobs at the beginning of November and now I'm resource ICU and have loved just nursing filled. And in the meantime, Brett and I have had two boys. Um, Bo is seven and Brody is two and they have been like the best things ever. I love being a mom and I love being a wife, even though marriage is like, they don't really talk about like they do, but they don't. It's like the hardest thing and the funnest thing and the most rewarding. Same with parenting. It's like, so difficult and so fun and molding two different people's lives together and your how you do things it's just we're very different and so but we make it yin yang we make it work and it's been good and i'm trying to think what else like i had thyroid cancer so i like did my little battle of thyroid cancer in 2007 no let's see 2000 was that 17 I think it yeah. was. It was. <laughs> Steve. Steve was there. <laughs> Steve's like, yes, that's right. I remember everything. Um, yeah, it was. And my boy was like two. And that was kind of interesting. Like, thyroid cancer is not aggressive. And it's not like it doesn't spread aggressively. So it wasn't like I was worried about it. But it just was a lot. Like, it took that time out of my life of, like, doing what I love to do and Um, mine actually spread to my lymph nodes. So I got this like gnarly scar up this side, but they did such a good job. They had like a plastics resident. Can't even see it. I know. It's awesome. Most thyroid, you can tell women who've had their thyroid out because they have this like gnarly scar, but mine's pretty smooth. And then, um, I, I did have a complication after they had nicked my aorta nerve. And so I had Horner syndrome, which is Nikki Allen. She talked a little bit about it on her podcast. Her son has Horner's, but mine was from a complication of my surgery. And so I, my eyelid droops on the left side if I don't have my drops and my pupils are like not totally equal. Mm -hmm. And so it was really hard with that complication to get back to work. They had told me, Oh, two weeks, you'll be back. No problem. And it was more like two months. And and then I had to get radioactive iodine because my levels were pretty high. So, and now I'm just monitored. But at the time, it was like, I don't know, it was annoying. It like totally slows your life down. And you don't realize how human you are until you get like something like that happen and realize how precious life is. And you're like, oh. And it's scary too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. My husband had a really hard time with it. And like trying to... It's easy when it's you, you know, but when, if something happened to my husband, I would be like, crap, like, this is not easy. Like, I hate that you're the one going through this. And, but we had really good support. In fact, I decided to become an instructor, an aerobics instructor after that, because I, my community that came together, I love working out in a community setting, a group setting. I do, it's called high fitness. It's so fun and I love it. And I never did group fitness. My friend had been like, come on, come with me to class. And he'd be like, I'm not going to go dance around in a room with a bunch of ladies. Like, no, thank you. (laughs) But I did it and I loved it. And they did a class just for me before I had my surgery. And it was just so cool to see like support. 
and like being surrounded by so many women that like are just rooting for you. And so that was cool. So then after that, I was like, I think I could do something with just aerobics. And so I teach, I teach every Monday at 10 a.m. at Faza, Riverton, if you want to come. Really? To my class. It sounds like ladies only, though. <laughs> no, oh, no, no. You just me. said a group of ladies. And, like, well, uh, in my... And guys, 126 <laughs> South, Redwood, guys. Yes. 10 a.m. on Mondays. <laughs> it's so fun. My husband tried it one time and, like, totally pulled his calf out from doing, like, the warm-up, but... It's just, it's fun. It's fun. And I do um, a beat bar. So it's like a little bit toning and then some aerobics cardio. And I love it. So that's kind of like my story. I used to run marathons with Missy, but she's like, <laughs> I'm like, no, thank you. I'm done running. <laughs> I'll just do a quick workout. But yeah, so that's like my 20 year catch up nice. pretty much. That's it's a lot. Yeah, I know. A lot's happened. A lot happens in 20 years. So. That's a, yeah. Thanks for catching us up. Yeah. That's a, a whole lifetime worth of stuff. And I'm sure I have questions, but I think we'll yeah. cover them as we I have stuff. Oh, yeah. I also have stuff. That we'll talk about it for now. A little bit. How about, tell us about high school, Brienne. Oh my God. How did you see yourself? What was important to you? Just describe yourself. Okay. Well, if you asked the high school, Brienne, that was in high school at the time, it would be really sad, sob story. So um, I didn't have the highest view of myself. I thought I was like fat and ugly, like blah, blah, blah. All the dumb things that I shouldn't have thought, but I totally believed and loathed. And, um, but now looking back, thank goodness, I can look back with like a full frontal lobe and realize that I was just like insecure and a little bit self-absorbed and probably totally self-absorbed and naive. And I think like our temperaments are always with us. So I think I was pretty energetic. I do feel like I had like a lot of energy and just was a people person and loved being around people and loved like events and being part of those things. But, um, I think the self absorption and self loathe happened like in middle school for health. We had to watch, um, that show about the gymnast that was like bulimic. I don't know if you guys remember that, but for was it the, the Allie McBeal, like, I don't know. Movie. I don't but it's not like her whoever I can't remember it was like a gymnast and she was bulimic and had to like make weight so she would like eat a little something anyways it's like really clear in my head I'm pretty it made a big impression of, on me I remember I remember that movie but the one I remember was the lady that like Harrison Ford's wife oh Calista Flockhart yeah Calista Flockhart oh. plays the character <laughs> you but, remember random facts like when yeah had that year nothing gets fast um but yeah I remember that one like I still can picture like her jogging or like you know the, the parents are like talking to her it's like yeah just have a bowl of cereal and then she dumps it yeah or they're like then she has a friend that like is like enabling and she's like mm -hmm. oh we had popcorn today and then i threw it up you know oh it's my like, gosh yeah i, I remember a it's lot crazy. of that movie yeah, yeah like, so that like really left like it went into my subconscious and for some reason i i don't know if like my mind put it together with like stress unload or like coping but i had like a memory of me wanting to go to EFY as like a middle schooler and I'd ask my parents and they're like no there's no way we can afford EFY for you like it's just not gonna happen and in that moment I was like 
I'm not good enough. Like I can go to EFY and have a fun time. Like I must not be good enough. And then I use, I'm like, maybe it's a good idea to do this like binge purge thing. And so I started doing it and I did it all the way through high school. And I look back now and realize how much time I wasted just like daily, like binging and purging and just, I would mark my food, maybe more details than you guys really want. But like, I, it started off like, as just like trying it out and seeing like if I had a stressful day or if something happened and I'd like binge and be like, okay, that felt unloading. Like it, it was relieving. And then it became how I coped with life, I think. And I started implementing it daily and using it as like, man, I'm not good enough. But then it became more than that because it became this like demon that was following me. And I like engaged with it and believed it and would daily just like go all day, mark at lunch. I would eat carrots or something that was not, not easily digested and then go to like softball practice or work and then get home and spend like hours in the bathroom. And, um, I think it's like my mom always, I've like told her about it and she's like, how did I not know? Like, how could I not know you spent so much time? And I think for like, for me, I, I don't know. I had six older brothers. So I grew up with lots of boys and then they had me. And so I don't know if they were like, what is she doing? Like, is this hormonal? Is this her being She must like, be doing lady stuff in the house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like. <laughs> she must be on her period. That's exactly. Yeah, exactly. All the time. All, exactly. Like, yeah, I'm not so, tracking her schedule. <laughs> it's so funny. But I'm like, mom, it's no big deal. Like you couldn't have known. And I think even if they would have approached me about it, I don't know. I think I was like super emotional and not in the greatest headspace. So I don't even think I would have wanted help or I would have denied it and kept doing it. I kind of was like stubborn and wanted to do things my way. Did you have any friends that knew you were doing that? Did no. anyone know? Like just you knew. Yeah. And Missy, we've, she's, we've talked about it before cause she's my best friend. And she was like, how did I not? She's like, I kind of knew like something was a little off, but I, she just never knew, knew, you know? So, and I think I just isolated enough and wasn't around enough people and I had like friends in high school. We were like a little, like I knew who was also bulimic and yeah. I could like go to, to go do it with them. And so I think about that a lot, you know, I'm, I'm a father of girls yeah. and I try to like, I don't know, cause I try to not have like, I want them to have a healthy relationship with their bodies. And I know that's mm -hmm. so hard totally. and especially like we've had, like, girls that have come on the podcast and talk, like, it is normal that they felt insecure about their looks, their mm -hmm. body, all of it. Right. Which compare, I think, they compare, yeah, exactly. Everyone compares themselves mm -hmm. to each other. Which right. I think it's kind of opposite as guys were like, that's when we felt so confident. We're like, oh, I look so good, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I know, I think about that too. It's just like, when the girls make comments about... And it already like kind of starts even pretty young, like mm -hmm. about their it bodies or who's totally. skinny or who's this or that. Absolutely. And it's just like, I try to always talk about it positively yeah. and like try to like, maybe not even like try not to make a big deal or not even Absolutely. talk about or bring, bring up their bodies and anything. Right. It's like positive or negative. Right. Because if I'm like saying something positive about one of my daughter's bodies like is that right. something that they're like gonna right. find validation in and then my other daughter is she comparing herself and saying well i i'm not that right you know it's like so i'm 
I just don't never talk about anybody's body. <laughs> no, I think, I, yeah, I look at it in like our media, like how women are portrayed is a huge impact too of how I think we're getting a little bit better, but just recognizing there's so many different shapes and sizes of women. And so I think for me, I saw one shape and I wanted to be that way. And my body could never have been like a teeny Megan Terry, right? right. Like there's no way we are totally made differently. And I've learned from that experience that I think just having healthy conversation around like you have a beautiful body and it's yours. Like you are an individual and nobody else has that body. But also like media and their influence, like recognizing that this picture of this woman has been edited and made to look it's, a certain it's way. It's almost a drawing now. It's Absolutely. not even a, it's not it's a person. Not her. Photoshop exactly. So I think like media contributed to it a little bit too, but... Yeah, it's hard. You said like you had that experience where you couldn't go to EFY. Yeah. And then were there other experiences or was it just kind of over time seeing images and just like when that's what you're bombarded with, like that's, that's what it should be. That's what I should be like. Yeah. I think, I think just like, I think like coming to a point where I was like, felt like not good enough and then gave into that belief and used those as like, yep, see, you're not good enough. Yep. See your body's this way. And that's not. It's like, even though it wasn't true, you made it true. Yeah. It's like a belief system I started really believing in. And, um, I don't think, I don't know. Like I look back now and I'm like, man, why did I let that last so long? Cause I really think it impacted my growth and development in high school. I still had fun and like a great time. Like I ran for a student body and I loved being an officer. Like that was some of the funnest memories, but deep down I had this like other side of myself that I didn't love and didn't believe in. It wasn't until my senior year, I like was exhausted from it and it like had taken up all of my time. I had like another moment when we, my brother Garen had just gotten home from his mission and we as a family do a lot of celebration around food. And I think also like having a healthy relationship with food is huge. Like recognizing that like portion sizes and you can eat dessert and you're not going to get instantly fat. You know, like, I don't know, for some reason. Speak I, for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I promise it doesn't happen immediately. <laughs> but like, I don't know, like so many memories were around food and my brother had come home and we'd had just like a gathering of our family and we were going to eat dinner. And I remember thinking like, I wanted to be there and I wanted to see him and be around him and be around my family and just catch up. And I realized like, if you eat, you're going to have to go to the bathroom and go spend hours. And I just was like, I cannot do this anymore. I can't keep up with this plan, this like process. And so um, I decided then I like said a little prayer and was like, please just help me like get over this. And I made like a promise that if he helped me, then I would like work hard in school and sports and he would help me be good in softball. I don't know why that's just like 
something. I was like, this is the deal, okay? But I actually did pretty well. I probably should have, no, I definitely should have had like therapy after that. But over time with people I've met and like different, I've read some books and it's been like really healing, but it's taken a lot of time to like, I have a really healthy relationship with food and I love myself and my body and I feel like I'm in a much better space. It took a while to like all that damage and all that negative self-talk finally like worked its way out. Well, well, thanks for sharing that. Thank you. I think that that's like Gonzo said, like kids, you don't understand it at Mm -mm. the time. And as parents, I think it's nice that we can be in a time and age now where we can have conversations like those types of conversations are happening and hopefully we're more aware like we talk about it with autism like there's so many more resources available now than there were when we were younger and hopefully we can hear experiences like this and use it to hey you know teach our daughters and our sons like Mm -hmm. to love your bodies no matter what it looks like exactly like maybe the idea is not what you look like but to be healthy like you'd be a really healthy fat person exactly you know Totally. Or like a really unhealthy, skinny person. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter really what you look like, but how do you feel? Right. And what are you putting in your body? What are you using your body to do? Yeah. And I love that you do like high fitness and stuff. Yeah. And does that had, Did that play a role into it as you got older? Like thinking back to how it was then? Or um, you just love high fitness? No, I just love high fitness. I think running helped me a lot. Like when I started running with Missy, like I realized that it was okay to... Like you need food for fuel. Food yeah. can be fuel and it can be so good for you. And it really had started changing my relationship with food. So it was good. Well, I love that. How else have you changed? Like, how are you different today than, you know, apart from a healthy relationship with like how you see yourself yeah. and your body and a relationship with food? Yeah. How else? How else have you changed? I think I'm more aware of other people. Like that temperament I talked about before about just being like a people person and connection. Like I realize I love connection. And I think that's why I chose nursing is because I get to interact with people and help them. And I think as I've gotten older, I've been able to realize who I am. Like you talked about, like how you as a young guy were in high school, you were like, I don't know, crazy, fun, wild. Yeah, or like a, like a clown. A yeah. clown, <laughs> yeah. yes. Gooby clown. Like, that was always your temperament, right? And for me, I think I was always, like, positive energy, people person, like a cheerleader for all. And I found I've just been able to really engage in who I am and do what might find my talents to, like, help others or make my little con- contribution to life. So I think that's what I've really been able to recognize and see who I am and be able to, I don't know, use it for good. I love it. Mm. What, uh, what are your big lessons? What have you learned? Oh, man. Mostly to love yourself and to see good in others. I, I think this podcast, we kind of talked about it before, but has been so cool to hear stories and just the variety of people's lives and where they've been. And I just look back and it's fun because you can, you knew those people in high school, right? Like I knew Hamza and I remember him praying and I just look back and was like, dang, why didn't I talk to him more about who he was in his belief system and like just all the different stories Bryson like he was such a goofball and I wish I would have like played into that more because he made things so fun yeah 
I think like seeing people for who they are and being able to really know them and find out what like makes them tick and what makes them like motivated. And I've learned to see people for who they are. When in your life have you started seeing that and what are the things that have helped you Mm, with it? Probably. I think just realizing the contributions each one of us can provide for life and we all have talents and gifts. And I think like, I don't even know, like maybe when I was married, maybe when I have a kid, maybe I think a lot of like, you have a kid and you're like, dang, I'm in charge of this like human. And how am I going to make sure they're successful? (laughs) I did a lot of like retrospection of my parents when I had my first kid and I was like, they had eight kids. And so I'm like, okay, I don't have eight kids, but I have this one. And how can I make the most of this one? And I think like trying to be more in tune with ways to be a better person, I think like for him and for them has really helped me be like a better person or to see like other, there's different ways of people like different um, personalities and different characteristics that you can be. And I think part of like my story with, my eating disorder was like, I thought there was only one way to be and there's not one way to be like, you can be, there's a variety of ways to be. And I think for me, it was like maybe putting that together with who I am and being happy with who I was. And so like learning that there's different ways to be and that I can be better from being me, but also being surrounded. I, when I had my thyroid cancer, I had that class, a high fitness class. They put on a big high fitness class. And after my friend gave me this little willow tree gift, it was like a little girl holding flowers. And the little thing that came with it, the little paper said, surrounded by love. And I think that that hit me so hard because I was like, I am surrounded by so much influence and so much love. And so much of who I am is because of who I am surrounded by. It just was like so eye-opening to know that you can be in a room of people and each person has something to give. But for me, I've like been given so much and have been able to, I don't know, make my life the best it can be from that surrounded by so many people. So have you found anything that you're passionate about? In the oh, last definitely years? aerobics. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, I don't know. My husband's like, what the heck? So he is a big hunter. My husband is before in our engagement, he bought me like a bow and arrow to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> and he is like so passionate about it. And I would just look at him and be like, how can you like some people are just so passionate about things right and i was like okay i like softball was cool in high school like i spent a lot of time doing that but i wasn't like passionate about it you know i wasn't like give me that ball and playing with the ball all the time you know it just wasn't like or like i don't know there's just things that people are just so passionate about i think i know exactly how you feel it's just like and i i'm very similar it's like do i and there's lots of things that i love but nothing I want to get a tattoo of. You yeah, know? It's just exactly. Like, like just nothing. like I love tennis. It's like 
But do I yes. want a racket tattooed on my shoulder? Yes, uh, no. Exactly. You know, it's, like, it's like, I no. love Batman, but it's like, oh, I don't want a bat symbol exactly. somewhere. You yeah. know, so it's just like, there's lots of stuff I like. I kind of do want a bat symbol somewhere, though. <laughs> yes, but then Bonnie would never let me live it down. She'd be laughing at me every time I took my shirt off. She started calling you Bruce. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But it's just like. Yeah, it's like I love softball, but do I want a big softball somewhere? No, you know, no, yeah, yeah, like I. But your husband, bow and arrow, baby, <laughs> deer, a like deer, all the way, deer. a mule deer, <laughs> right yes. in the back, totally <laughs> for him. So I like spend so much time being like, no, I'm like just cool, with whatever, you know. I'm like really easygoing, but then I think this like when I found high fitness, I don't know. It's like sounds like it's a religion or something, but it. <laughs> It just was so fun, and I spent. I found myself spending a lot of time doing it, and so I'm like, this must be my passion. <laughs> I think but, that you're right, though. Like the the people that I know that do high fitness, uh-huh. they will like fight you if you say <laughs> anything like not in full support of it, because it's a great, awesome thing. Like it's a it huge is. support network of people that just yeah. are like minded, different, similar type people yeah i don't know like moms that who knows i'm like my husband makes fun of me i'm like the mom that has the stanley cup i don't have a stanley cup by the way just so you know stanley adjacent (laughs) (laughs) i don't know there's like all those tests that are like are you a utah mom i'm not a utah mom i kind of am and one of them is like do you do high fitness dang it they got me so do you care about being really healthy and enjoying your life dang it That's so Other funny. states do Zumba. <clears throat> Utah moms do high fitness. Exactly. I'm sure it's just like a trend right now that's going, but I super love it. And that's I awesome. guess I'm no, I see your it. Instagram. You look really happy doing I high love fitness. It. It's so fun. I love it. Yeah, you can follow me and watch my lame videos. It's fun. And I, I'm not like the best at it either. I've had to work really hard, but there are some people that mostly like dance background that have like the counts that can be like. Yeah. Six, seven, and then I'm like, one, two. Okay, I count everything out in my head. Like instead of being like, yeah, you got it. I'm like, five more, four, three. <laughs> it's yeah. funny, but I love but it. I'm sure they it's love fun. it. It's you fun. Know. It's way fun. So that's I'm passionate about that right now. And I think ten, Mondays at ten. And plus, you don't want so your fun. instructor to be like so on the nose to be like, I can't fit in. So it's like if someone's like, oh, if I mess up, yeah, if I you mess up, it makes all the other people feel totally. like I belong here. That's my what I'm going. <laughs> For. That's, my, that's my instructor. <laughs> that's my instructor. <laughs> she can do it. I can do it. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So I guess I'm passionate about that. Also, being a mom. I don't know. I like being a mom. It's pretty cool. My boys are awesome. Well, it's a fun age, seven and two. Like He's so fun. Do they get along Boys, or are they like? Totally. Or they do they do. play well together? Yeah, they do. My seven-year-old is a good big brother. Like he takes really good care of my that's two-year-old, good. and my two-year-old's a little more feisty, so he'll like. If Bo does something, like, we'll pull his toy or be like, no, Bo-Bo, and, like, start hitting me, him, and Bo will be like, mom, he's hitting me. It's like this seven-year-old. That's good. Yeah, it's good. So I have to tell you a funny story. Can I tell you a funny story yeah, of how me and Missy met? Yeah. <clears throat> well, we kind of always knew each other because our brothers played football. But um, for my 16th birthday, at the time, I was really good friends with Holly Davis and Courtney Nelson and Katie Colliker. And <clears throat> my mom was going to do a surprise birthday party for me. It was my 16th. She 
decided to not invite my friends and only invited Missy because she knew Missy was like, I don't know, Missy's like an amazing human, right? And she, so she only invited Missy and Missy's friends <laughs> to my 16th birthday party. Wait, is this your mom? This is my mom. So she's just like, I'm going to make a new group of friends for you. <laughs> how long had you known Missy? Like, did you um, know Missy? So, I mean, let's how see. did your mom know Missy, I guess? I think from football, like my brothers and brothers. her brothers playing football. Oh, funny. So I think she was like, and Missy like did, uh, didn't she do Eastmont? Like, she, I don't know. Maybe she like had seen her because we, I went to Mount Jordan yeah. and Missy went to Eastmont, yeah. but then sophomore year we got to know each other a little bit more. So I don't really know. She was just like an investigator. Maybe she's like, I'm going to pick out your friends for you, Brienne. I was like mortified at my birthday party. I was like, what the heck mom? And my friends like Holly and Courtney came. And by the way, this is They're like looking like, out the window. Like, Can we come in? We're like, get I, out of here. Courtney and Holly, you're not you're not I would love to hear their perspective. Maybe they don't remember it, or maybe they're like, yeah, screw off, Brianna. Like, that's when I decided we're not friends anymore. But this birthday party, I spent most of the time in my room because I was like, these aren't my like friends. And they, my friends already came and were like, why don't you invite us to your party? But Missy had left her watch at my house. She's like, I did that strategically. <laughs> and then I had to, I took it back up to her house one day and then we just like became best friends. But she's like my sister and we're way close. So it's funny though. I'm just like, mom, <laughs> what the heck? It good was stuff. bad then, but now it's like, it's good. You should write your mom a letter. Just a thank you. Card. I know. I have a Thanks, beef. Mom. That was my beef with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> If we're doing beef with moms, this would be a long podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, it would be bad. It would be really bad, for sure. Everyone's uh, Missy Moss episode four. <laughs> yes. Watch Missy's. Yeah, listen to it. I That's mean, so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Brianne, do, do we have any beef? I don't have any beefs. I think that was like, I just have like funny memories. I don't know. Like Holly Davis was always like one of my friends and she's wild. That girl. And I think that's why my mom, um, Holly, would always call herself the Hellion because she had a sister named Angela, and Angela was the angel. And so, I don't know, Holly, maybe my mom was like this little Hellion. <laughs> One time, Holly and Katie came to my house. It was like sophomore year, I think, before we had our licenses because Holly and I are May. And Holly's parents were out of town, and she had taken her parents' car, and her and Katie were like driving around, and they're like, you should oh just come with us. And I remember thinking... I think I was babysitting, so I couldn't. But they ended up getting in an accident oh <laughs> like, my gosh. on 7th East. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm so glad. But I don't remember what happened. Holly, you need to come on and tell us what happened with that accident if you got in trouble. She probably <laughs> talked herself out of it. Or she something. probably did. She's oh, smooth like that. But, yeah, so funny memories. And then Elena, I think she... I'm not very good with cars. Like, when I was a teenager, I, like... Somebody ran into me and wrecked. I had this like Aerostar Ford stick shift van. It was the best. <laughs> it was like how I learned how to do stick shift. But somebody like rear-ended me and bumper fell off and it totaled the van. <laughs> so I ruined that car. And then my brother's car, I like Elena 
was that in the van? Maybe that was in the van that me and Elena and Missy were in. And Elena, the seat, the van, you could take the seats out. And we usually had the seats out because we did paper outs. And so we would like pull the door open and stuff a cloth in the door so we could just like fly in and out of the van throwing papers. But Elena, I don't think was in a seat and we got hit. And I, I, we like went to court for it because the guy like totally came into us and hit us into the other lane. But I'm sorry about that, Elena. I think she oh my <laughs> got the worst wow. of it. She got like the brunt of the hit. Elena, I'm sorry about that. She's tough. <laughs> she is tough. She's so tough. Just incredible. Oh. Just Elena walked was, away without a scratch. I, she, I don't know. I think she like had a sore neck and stuff, but it's funny. Just high school is funny. It's crazy. So I have a question. Okay. This is like not a regular podcast podcast oh, question, but something that you were saying kind of like made me think about it. What do you wish you knew about marriage before you got married? I think realizing that that person's not like you. Maybe it's you grow up a certain way, like you're raised a certain way and your family, you have like these different like characteristics, how you communicate and how you just like the flow of the family. Right. And I was raised, my brothers, like six brothers, me and my little sister and my parents, uh, my dad, like hardly ever talks. (laughs) He's like a really quiet guy. And I think for us, like we didn't communicate outwardly very well. Like we didn't have like conversation and Brett's family, he's like a very, he's a good communicator, but he just communicates in a different way. And I think like growing up realize, or like for marriage, and maybe they told me this, but just like really realizing it is like, we're so different in, and that's okay. I think like something that I always had a hard time was with was, I just was like, you do your thing your way. And I feel like that's not okay. But then I do things one way and he probably felt like it wasn't okay. So I think just realizing it's okay <laughs> to be different and it's okay to like have that struggle. I guess like thinking that marriage should be perfect and you should like not fight is another thing. Like it's okay to fight and it's okay to have arguments. And like resolution is also really important. But I saw my parents and they like didn't really fight very much because my dad was just like kind of quiet and my mom, she was just a little superstar. But I think how your parents are and like how you are in your marriage is different and that's okay. But I don't know. And there's so much marriage. I'm like, we could have like a whole nother podcast on like marriage and but I do like my nieces and nephews. I, if they're going to, like, I had one nephew that got married and he'd only known the girl for like six months. And I was like, no, <laughs> this is not okay. You need cancel to cancel this engagement. Exactly. I'm like, you need to know your person and yeah. know who, like, cause I, you don't... need to see them angry. <laughs> totally. Or like on a trip, right. With your family, like invite them on a trip and put them in an uncomfortable situation. I don't know. See how they treat servers in the restaurants? Yes, exactly. That's a big deal. (laughs) It is. It's a big deal, Steve. Yeah. I don't know. So I think marriage, that was... It's hard to know. I think that's great advice because I... I I Some of the people we've talked to, like Lee brought that up. Hmm. Um, Some others have brought it up, but it's like, I never saw my parents fight. Hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like... So now if I'm arguing with my significant other, are we going to break up? Is this like the worst thing ever? I... 
Right. I don't know how to argue in a healthy way when mm-hmm. it's like, I love how you said resolution because like yeah. if you argue and then you don't resolve it, you just go to bed and get mad and then eventually it wears off, but you never resolve things. Right. Like that's a good lesson to learn is like how to argue, but then also how to like resolve it. And I love how you say just be okay that it's like, be okay that our relationship doesn't look like your parents or my mm-hmm. parents or our friends. Like our relationship is ours and it can be. Right just it is completely unique to us mm-hmm. that's really that's well advice. that's why i think couples counseling is like so good really key just even because maybe you didn't have good model of like conflict resolution so just just to have the tools of like listening to each other validating you know mm-hmm. uh, being able to express the emotions without blaming like just the basic like conflict resolution tools totally. that you are never taught anywhere. You know, so it's just like mm-hmm. having that I think is is key. And even if you have like a good relationship, I still think everyone should at least go for a couple months, you know, just totally. just to pick that the yeah. pick up the basics. So but funny. no, I love that. I think yeah. that's good. And I mean, especially because we've all had different models of relationships and different generations of relationships mm-hmm. that today we may want to have like a different kind of marriage than our parents have, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, we may be building our roadmap ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any other things you want to talk about or any stories you want to share? Um, I do have something to confess. Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so Missy's like my best friend, right? Mm-hmm. And um, she ran for student body officer or president, right? Yeah. She she Dan. is our class president. She's but. our class president, but she's running against Dan. And yeah, she was running for student bodies. Yeah. yeah. But Dan had this like stamp that he would stamp on things. It was like <laughs> spread his word. It went missing sometime during Okay, so his, he had a stamp that he would put like a like, like to, his mark on like, like yeah. to vote promote. for Dan. It's like Dan, vote for Dan, Dan approved. Vote for, Dan yeah. Hansen approves this message and he'd put that on the post. Yeah, like or to like say vote for Dan, you know. Oh, like, so like a vote for Dan stamp. Like during his campaign. Is this like a rubber stamp that you would put ink on like I, like old-timey You know, I don't really remember stamp. what it looked like, but sometime during Before his the campaign. Before the days of Etsy when this would be really easy. Custom made yes. rubber stamp that you have he probably had a special. You probably like, have to go unless maybe like yeah, his dad so was like a, a rubber stamp guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But like okay. he, I thought it might make a difference in the competition. So that stamp may have gone missing during his campaign, and I might have been the one that made it. How did you steal it? <laughs> But I really thought it would make a difference. And I'm like, Dan, quit spreading your dang word. Because like, I want Missy to win. <laughs> Anyways. but Did you take it out of his backpack? I don't even know. Do was, it some, it? was it some no. sort of... That would be the best. You still have to like, send it to him in a box. <laughs> I think it was like in that room. Oh, I don't even remember. Like as you're walking out to seminary, that big room on the right-hand side, mm-hmm. we'd had like a... Like they had a off like uh, you could ask questions to the candidates or whatever. Oh, so they had set up some. I think it was the atrium. Tech atrium. atrium. Yeah. So they set up some tables to like meet and greet with people. And he had left it there. Oh. And I just moved it. So it wasn't it wasn't a planned thing. It was like a crime of opportunity. (laughs) 
what he gets for not being careful. Yeah, that's on him. <laughs> that's on Dan. Anyways, I like forgot about so it, and that's when Missy knew I was her best friend. Yeah. Though I like. That was my sacrifice. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> I loved his podcast, though. It was so good to hear from him. And do you know what? I feel like he's such a, a jerk because he took me to one of the dances and I didn't eat. And like, he was so sad about his stamp. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like more than the last stamp. He still won. It's fine. Yeah, it didn't impede. I lost my stamp. This girl isn't eating Who would take meal. that from someone? <laughs> it didn't impede his campaign. It's still, you know... But um, he probably, he worked really hard, right? Like, he had to work to, guys. Yeah, so, I didn't know that. He was dates. like a... Yeah. He was like a working, like, he, football and work. He and did like spending all the things. All his time. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure we went to, like, a really expensive place, and I didn't eat my food. And he's probably like, you unappreciative little... <laughs> you know, because I didn't have a good relationship and I was embarrassed. Whatever. Those way, thoughts have never entered Dan Hansen's mind. I'm sure they... He was never you he little... Never he like, never you littled anybody. How he's dare like, you? You're not going to eat that? I'll take it home. <laughs> yeah. can, we, can we wrap this? Can get yeah. one box, please? I hope that's what happened. I don't remember, but I just... And when I heard his Is name, there anyone... Do you guys know anyone in need that we can <laughs> yeah, give this meal yeah, exactly. to? That's probably what he said. Oh, Dan, you probably did that. Dan, you did, didn't you? You did. That's what happened with that. I'm sorry, though. I feel like I have so many apologies. I just have apologies for like my That's what started this podcast. Apologize. So funny. And Elena, Elena had said in hers that she like was helping me out with like a bully, some girl that was like, I don't really remember that, but thanks, Elena and Holly. They had my back. Yeah. So you don't remember that I at all? I kind of. I think there was this girl. A girl, she was a junior, graduating early, was acting like she was all that in a bag of chips. Yeah, I don't know if she was like, I had a crush from Alta, and she was like getting in on that crush. I think mm-hmm. that's what was happening. I don't remember, but thanks. They, I have some good friends. I'm surrounded. <laughs> they would also steal a stamp for you. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Dan, I'm sorry. Somebody has that stamp no. somewhere. That's so good. Well, thank you so much for just totally. coming on and sharing. I, I loved it. Yeah. Like just hearing your stories. And, and really, I think that there's a lot to be learned. I hope people listen and pay attention, take some notes. You know? Yeah. And I would, anyone to, uh, do you get paid like if more people come to your class? No. You don't. No. You don't get. I mean, it's extra, fun. No. But you will. You get fired if your if your class doesn't like <laughs> yeah, get so, filled up. I guess that's true. Like they'll get rid of the class because it's not a need. But it's a good class. Yeah, yeah. guys, support this high fitness <laughs> Mondays, Mondays at ten at, at Riverton Vasa, hundred twenty six <laughs> South Redwood Road. Come. come it's on the please. southwest corner. Yeah, ten percent off if you've uh, <laughs> mentioned the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the lady in the front doesn't look at the hell. Oh, so the Brienne will cover the. <laughs> oh, you guys should come on though. People, come on. We want to hear. Oh from yeah. So people. like, I mean, this is outro type stuff, but we're this is it. We're out of scheduled guests. You, really? You're the last guest. In oh the my podcast. gosh. Okay. Like, I want to hear from Mary Jane. She needs to come on because she like disappeared. Mary Jane, where are you? Come back. And Rachel Horton and Dave Rasmussen. 
You should bring them on, couple. The Rasmussen's. The Rasmussen's. You guys can come come to the basement. Um, yeah. Jessie Cummings. I want to know what happened. Where she's her mom was like genius, right, Miss Cummings? Yeah, she I helped love me with Ms. some Cummings. math. Stuff. I have stories about her that are all good. Her. Yes. <laughs> her, I had a whole list of people. Oh, Brittany Baker. Like, she needs to, is she like an astronaut or like some aerospace? She went to like MIT right after, right? Uh, she's a genius. She was a genius. I want to hear from her. Who else? Do There's you ever so talk to her? People. No. Send her a I'll send send her your it. episode and no! say it's not scary. The thing, love, <laughs> the thing I love to say is we'll reach out to people and say, hey, we talk about you in this episode. And then have them oh, listen to the yeah. whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just at the very end. Oh, yeah. Well, Brittany, <laughs> gosh, she was so smart. I remember, like, I did all the AP classes, but I, like, wasn't good. I think, like, I honestly bribed Coach May with cookies to give me a passing grade in <laughs> AP history. I knew nothing. I still don't know very much about history. But Brittany was always, like... So smart. I just would sit and like watch her be like, I wish I was as smart as you. She probably was like, Who's this creep? <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just> staring <laughs> at me. <laughs> Do the homework. <laughs> Listen to the teacher. <laughs> oh, I should Jordan Snow, I should message him too. And say, Jordan, you need to get on. There's a few people that are yeah. around here. There's still a lot of people that from our class that haven't been on. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they no, probably no, all over like 650 to 700 people that we could still have on. <laughs> yeah. We should Ish. go through the yearbook. I was actually going through the yearbook before this and was like, oh, how fun looking at it. Like, there's so <laughs> many different memories of all these people. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Okay, everyone that just got called. <laughs> Phil Paloa. We, we look forward to hearing Adam from you. Todd. Who else? Larry. Who else? So <laughs> many people, though, need to come on. Yeah. I will harass. I guess I'll harass him. Bryson literally, like, kept bugging me. Not really. He was just like, you should get on. I was like, okay, I'll get on. He messaged me with you. Yeah. That's how. That's yeah. How. We got a group message, and Bryson mm-hmm. said, Brienne told me she wants to be on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. He has good methods. There is method to his madness. He would have been selling living scriptures like no other. <laughs> He'd be putting his foot in the door. <laughs> he would have been good. He should have done it. This is Brienne. Oh, she I should some. have Erica. Erica Powell. She needs to get on here. Doesn't she like sell solar? She yeah. She's got a solar right? like, company, right? She's like so successful, yeah. doing great. Her, her and my boys are like the exact same age, so. We'd love to have her on and talk all about her yeah. company and put the word out. Yes, Erica, she's next. Messenger. Thank you, Brianne. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, Steve, we just got done talking to Brianne. What are your thoughts? I got thoughts. There were so many times, and I find myself a lot of times in these, like, oh, I want to say something, but I just want to let the people talk. And there was a lot of times like that where I just wanted to hear what she had to say and I had things I wanted. But the thing I related to the most was how she talked about how she loves to connect with her patients as a nurse. Like she loves to be in that setting and connect with people and, and be there and take care of them and help them. And I just thought like, I, I had a friend ask me the other day, like, hey, if you could retire tomorrow, would you still be a dentist? And I was like, yeah. But it's because I love my patients. Like I love that I have people come in. And I get to just joke with them and talk to them and every six months. So it's like, I get to see people every six months and it's like, I have these built in friends and these relationships and people are, I've been there for three years now. So now I have kids that have gotten older. I have people that went on missions and now they're back. I have people who are single and now they're married and having like the first kids. And it's like, 
three years is not a long time, but I'm seeing these people grow. And so I, I really love that she said that she loves that aspect of the, of being a nurse of just connecting with people. And I will say like, so I had my, I had an appointment at West Shore Dental on Friday and Mary, your assistant was like talking to me and she's like, yeah, work is going good. I'm like, tell me is like, is Dr. Roush like a jerk? <laughs> yeah, you can tell me. <laughs> and she's just like, no, it's like, I'm glad we're catching up. But she, he does spend a lot of time talking to patients. <laughs> Sometimes I think, are we going to be able to get this done? Cause he's just talking so much. <laughs> Yeah, I, I get in trouble at work, but it's nice because uh, you know, I'd rather, I feel like... You're the boss. You can talk as my, much as you want. The, the, the people people like the thing about me, the same thing that they hate the most about me. So, whatever. But uh, I love that. And I, I I didn't know anything about like the bulimia stuff. I had no idea about any of that. And I think that it's amazing to see that she's, like she said, no one knew. And it makes me want to, as my kids are getting older, want to pay special attention to that. Yeah. And like you brought up, just with our daughters, like talking to our daughters and our children really in a way that hopefully that doesn't become an issue of, am I good enough? I need to do this to be good enough. And I don't want to link... Like, like your body, I'm, the way you look mm -hmm. with like your value, Yeah. right? And then there's also like with that, I mean, and I can relate. I've, I've never like suffered from any food type disorder that I know of, but I've always had like a weird relationship with food. Like I still to this day, cause I've food so much has been a reward for me. Like got a good grade. I get to go eat a burger. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, and that even like, oh, as like, I'm like through my masters, I'm like, got a name, baby. Let's get <laughs> R&R &R barbecue. You well, know, it's like, just when, like, you, when you got your masters, I was like, Okay, what meat do you want me to smoke? I'll bring exactly, it to you. Yeah, so it's just like that. And that, I like that because eating and food is pleasurable. And it's one of, like, life's pleasures. But then also, like, as I've gotten older, my access to food has, like, like I have access to food all the time. So then I also have, like, this poor kid mentality of, like, you know, like, clean your plate and eat. Like, all growing up in Uruguay and South America was, like, you eat all your food. And you're a good boy, you know? So it's just like, eat, eat, eat. And like, even if you eat a lot, you're like, look at this boy eat. Like, this guy can really put it down, you know? So it's just like, exactly. So it's like, I've always had this weird relationship with food. And as I'm getting older, my metabolism is slower. And like, I can't just eat junk, you know? And then also have to untrain my brain of like, the scarcity mentality of like, this is a free meal. I got to eat everything I can because when's the next time it's going to happen? It tastes honestly, so much better when it's free. Yeah. Honestly, it's it, I could get free food every day. It's just like I'm in a, like a corporate environment where you're getting like meals all the time. And it's just like I can get like fast food that would be like a reward before. I can be rewarding myself all the time. So it's like I, I can relate with like having – having to retrain your brain and with and looking at your relationship with food how it fuels you what it does for you and what you're using it for it's just like if i have a really stressful day like i got yelled at or like my something's happening at work or whatever it's just like am i chugging coke because like it makes me feel better you know it's just like right. I, after it's like been really hard it's just like trying to think about my relationship with the things i put into my body as something that i've been thinking about for like mm -hmm. a, a few years now well you and i have talked about this like with our aligners 
It's like, mm. I, I realized, and you brought it up first because you started before I did, of like how much I actually snack and eat food. Because now I'm not doing that because it's like, crap, am I going to take this out and eat this and then brush my teeth and clean things before I put them back in? Right. And I'm realizing how much I would eat between meals. And now it's a lot more intentional. Like, hey, now is meal time. I'm eating a whole lot. And like one step further, like I'm doing this keto thing. And like, I'll tell you, I think a lot of people that do keto also starve themselves. Like I've actually felt great. I haven't had like low energy or anything, but I'm also looking forward to Thanksgiving when I can just eat <laughs> so much bread <laughs> and pies. But like I, I've actually felt better and like my skin is a lot better like, because I, it's, I'm not just eating a whole bunch of like bacon and cheese. Like I'm eating good foods, but I, I'm eating cleaner and the food that I'm putting into my body is giving me energy and it is. And so I, I'm hopefully teaching my kids those types of things and myself taking care of myself yeah. and I just love that she brought it up to bring it no, back to me and like I just want I, I want to make sure I am conscious consciously teaching my children healthy habits but also healthy outlook on life and healthy ways to to view themselves yeah and we were laughing and joking but that is a hard thing and that was a really brave thing to share and it's not easy so it's like I really appreciate it yeah, and so I'm, I'm glad she came on. She talked about a lot of stuff. Maybe the, maybe the final thing for me is just, like, I love that you asked her about marriage. And I think that we live in a world where Instagram is, like, you have filters. Everybody just looks so beautiful. And yeah. every marriage looks amazing. And everyone's on vacation. And everything just looks amazing. But it, it's like... But then that's, an, that's also a brave thing to do to, like, break off an engagement. That's scary. And you're thinking, like, I'm at the finish line. Like the, the pressure to just like do it is like huge, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like, what's everybody going to think that, oh, yeah. or what's everybody going to say? So that's scary. Like, yeah. Good for you. Like, good job. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. So I'm glad she came on. I'm glad she came over. It was really good to see her. Yeah. I loved it. If you'd like to be on the podcast and that's all the hundred people that she mentioned, uh, send us an email, jordanhigh2004podcast at gmail.com, and we'd love to hear from you. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye.